I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. For many, Poland represents the future of Europe. Its economy is growing, its military is strong, and so far it has maintained its traditional values in the face of a cultural revolution sweeping the West. To discuss the challenges facing Poland, including its difficult relationship with Europe, I'm joined by Minister Arkadiusz Mularczyk, the Secretary of State for Europe and Poland's Deputy Foreign Affairs Minister. Thank you very much, Minister, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's discuss Poland's demand from Germany of reparations for their role in invading Poland during the Second World War. Why is Poland demanding this money now? This is a very important uh, issue for, for Poland and for Poles. We have a cross-party agreement in Poland and the polls uh, shows that 60-70% Polish people support this issue. Uh, during the Second World War, uh, Poland was uh, completely destroyed. Uh, we lost about 6 million people. Uh, we lost 50% uh, our territory and almost 50% our GDP. So ev- every Polish family was affected the the Second World War. And Germany killed many Poles and to these days uh, ne- never paid, paid any compensation for, for Poland and for Poles. And um, after war, Poland was occupied by Russia. Um, Poland was a, as a satellite state. And um, so this is the reason why we are raising now this, this issue, this topic, because we are independent, sovereign country. And finally, we prepare a comprehensive war report. And this report uh, was published one year ago in the Royal Castle in Warsaw. And we, we show our Mm, war losses and um, how we calculate this, calculated these losses and mm, this is the reason why we uh, decided to put this issue on the on the table um, on the international table not only uh, mm, between Poland and Germany because this is not a bilateral issue this is a universal issue because it's connected with the human rights and, and rule of law and, the, and the generally with the lack of the justice after the Second World War for Poles and many other countries like Greece, Serbia, Ukraine or even Belarus. 
What are the chances of Poland, of Germany actually paying this money? Because you're asking for over a trillion euros. Germany say that the matter has already been settled in an agreement in 1990 and it's time to move on from this. So what are the chances of this actually happening? I think that the chances are very high because we start uh, international or global uh, education in information action. Uh, we put this issue on the table uh, on the many international um, organizations like United Nations, Council of Europe, US Congress, and here in London, in House of Commons, we would like to present our, uh, our losses. And uh, so I think um, this is a very important issue for Poland, especially now and for the Europe and for the world, because now we see the war in Ukraine. Uh, we see how difficult and horrible is war for the people, for the country, and we can compare the situation. That uh, even that the Ukraine will be reconstruct, reconstruct, reconstructed uh, after the war, um, this country uh, lo lost uh, millions of people who emigrate to to other countries. So the same situation uh, happens in Poland. Um, eight years ago, uh, we lost 11 million of people because uh, almost 6 million people was, was died and the rest of people was uh, emigrated to other countries, United States, Britain and to, to, to other countries. So, and millions of people uh, stay on the, on the so-called um, lost territories on the east of Poland. For many years, Poland has faced invasion from Germany from Prussia as it was back in the 18th century. And beyond that, as you say, in the Second World War and uh, many other times, Germany has threatened Poland's position as a sovereign state in Europe. Are you concerned that the European Union is now being dominated by Germany? And what steps is Poland taking to try and make sure that, po that Germany does not have this domination in Europe? Yes, I, I I'm absolutely agree with you that uh, our our, uh, our land, our territory uh, between Germany and Russia. So this is the, probably the, the, the most difficult place in Europe, maybe in the world. <laughs> and uh, when we joined to the European Union in 2004, we we thinking that it will be an uh, organization when the whole countries have the same position, uh, equal rights. But now we see that there is a lot of mm, discrimination, mm, different countries, smaller countries, and European Union play an uh, important ro role for the, for the German foreign policy because they have a lever, instruments, how can they engage on the uh, internal, internal issues um, countries like Poland. And we see that. And even that we uh, support our membership on the European Union, Polish society support it, but we see there is a lot of not very good things for our economy, our politics, and the German uh, used the Brussels lever to um, create uh, influence, political influence and tensions in, 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 pol in Polish politics and in Polish economy. And uh, if I can uh, mention about reparation, we, we put this issue on the, on the European Union table. And now uh, we don't have any positive signals from, from Brussels, uh, but we're thinking that Brussels should be engaged in this 
very important historical issue between Poland and Germany, yes, because um, because this issue is connected with the rule of law and human rights. The irony is is that Poland is demanding reparations from Germany through Brussels, but at the same time, Brussels is has frozen money that is meant for Poland over their concerns over the Poland's reforms to the justice system. And Brussels has also tried to restrict money for Poland for other reasons. For example, Poland's rights uh, record on rights for LGBT people and for other in- internal concerns for Poland's um, domestic situation. Do you think that the EU is your friend or your foe? <laughs> it's a good question. Yes, generally it's a friend, yes. <laughs> but when, when, we, when we try to see the details, we see, see a lot of challenges. Um, I'm absolutely sure, sure that um, uh, Berlin cr- creates uh, tensions across uh, European Union um, t- towards Poland because they, um, they would like to change Polish government. Yes. Uh, we present our report one year ago, but the discussion about the reparation compensation started six years ago. So um, German political class um, see that um, our government um, prepared this um, this action, this um, made this political decision um, to demand uh, reparation from Germany, and they try to um, to build a political uh, action against pol- Polish government. So, in my opinion, uh, this these arguments about the rule of law in Poland, the problem with the rule of law, it's absolutely political argument, because we don't have the same uh, justice system in all European countries. So there are different political uh, and legal um, justice system in all European countries. So it is very easy to uh, attack one country mm, and describe this country as a country who have the problem with the rule of law, yes? because we don't have the same rules in all political uh, in all uh, countries in European Union. So we're thinking that, uh, it's my opinion, that this action against Poland with the rule of law, um, it, it, is, it was connected with the, our uh, reparation demands. Do you think that Poland misses Britain as an ally within the European Union when it comes to these confrontations with Brussels? Um, Great Britain is a, is a very important, I think, strategic partner for Poland. And I think British political class should understand this, con- this historical context. Because for, for, for many British people, Second World War, this is the history, yes. It was uh, eight years ago and many people forgot about that. But for Polish society, for Poland, this is, this is still living a uh, painful um, issue, yes because every family was affected. In every city, every village, we have the uh, places where also German war crimes. German war crimes, not Nazi war crimes. And we're thinking that uh, especially uh, Great Britain, United States, France, and other European countries should understand that this historical context issue have a strong implication to the current relation between Germany and Poland. And this tension creates a problems for, for the European Union, for the, for the NATO, and f- mm, generally for the, our mm, relation in, in, a, in a European society. So my 
role is to explain our colleagues and British society that this historical issue uh, has still um, a strong implication between our countries and have a strong implication to to European Union. But do you think that Britain, since leaving the EU, has caused Poland a bit of a problem because the European Union has always been dominated between the Germans and the French and with the British trying to have some influence as a, and also a big economy. But now Poland may have lost the potential ally within the EU. I think uh, after the war in Ukraine, uh, we see um, that, the, that the geopolitics change in, in Europe. We see the crucial uh, role of Poland in, in, this, in the security system. Uh, I think the, we have absolutely new situation, uh, geopolitical situation in Europe. We see the strong connection between Poland, uh, Baltic states, Scandinavian states, and especially with the Great Britain and United States. Probably we, we see that we, have, we are the, the like-minded countries, yes? And, and on the other hand, we see the um, quite strange German position, yes? And maybe this is... a. Uh, it's a chance to to present that in in this situation shows that uh, history still have a play important role um, in in Europe between our countries and this unresolved historical issue uh, between Poland and Germany have a implication to to our allies. There are wider splits within the European Union between countries like Germany and countries like Poland on cultural issues. So I mentioned earlier that the European Union has criticised Poland heavily for its rights on LGBT people, which they claim have been infringing on the rights of gay people, whereas obviously Poland is saying, actually, we're standing up for our traditional family values. Do you think that those cultural splits are endemic within Europe? Do you think that you can overcome those cultural um, those cultural splits between those Western liberal democracies and between the more traditional Eastern European and Central European democracies like Poland and Hungary? Poland is a democratic country and we have an open society. And I think um, many misunderstandings about this issue is connected with the current politics, yes? We have a strong liberal opposition like Platforma Obywatelska or Lewica and they try to attack our government, conservative government, um, from, from different sides, yes? And one of the solutions this is the problem with the LGBT in Poland. I, I think this is not the problem. I think the, the, this society has um, the, the same right as, as many other European countries. So, from my opinion, this is the um, attack from the political reason, yes? Because we have the conservative government, uh, a lot of Polish people are uh, believe in God. Uh, we are Christians, uh, so maybe this is the problem for the for the left and liberals um, uh, society from the Poland and from the from the from the Europe. Isn't it a fundamental problem for countries like Poland, where in the West of Europe, countries like Germany and France, they see it as their role to export liberalism, to export wokeism to export and make sure that the European Union uh, has fundamental rights as they would see it for LGBT people. And this is very much going against what you say about Poland's traditional family values and Poland's commitment to religion and Christianity. So do not think this is a, a serious strategic challenge for Poland. 
that these Western governments are trying to impose their version of liberalism upon you? Yes, I, I agree with you that um, some Polish people are nervous that uh, Western governments try to import their um, the politics, their ideology to, to Polish society. Yes, We have a specific history, difficult history. Um, Catholic Church ha have played a very important role in our history because um, it gives uh, our society a power and connected Polish Polish people during the, the the when the Poland was divided or during the, the Second World War uh, during the uh, Russia occupation. Uh, so uh, Christian values are very important for for, for Poles and uh, Polish Church have a play important role for Polish people. So. Um, I think we are a democratic country, but we have a different history. Uh, we, a Christian religion, have a is a very important for for Polish society. So, what is your plan to maintain those values and to maintain those traditional um, those traditional church, the traditional church, and the role of the um, the role of more conservative values within Poland? when Western democracies are trying to impose their liberal values upon Poland, what is your strategy to maintain your values? We try to protect our values. We, we try to explain that uh, this, is, this values is connected with our history, uh, with our fighting for democracy, for independence, and, and uh, we are not the same society like German society or, or French society, because uh, we are on the different place in Europe with different history and uh, sometimes with different uh, with different values but we are happy that we are we can mm, working together in the European Union but uh, we would like to protect our uh, model of life now Poland has faced criticism by some in the European Union for its export ban or import ban rather on Ukrainian grain and this is to protect Polish farmers and Poland makes the argument that Ukrainian grain would glut the market and there would be too much grain and this would severely impact uh, Polish farmers. Yes, but hold on. Yesterday, in, uh, if you don't mind, yesterday in um, President, European Commission President von der Leyen's State of the Union address, she said that there needs to be, quote, a strategic dialogue on the future of agriculture in the EU and she raised concerns about climate change and the need to protect nature within the European Union and balancing those uh, issues with agriculture. Do you think that Polish farmers are potentially under threat from the European Union's new policy and this so-called strategic dialogue from the president? Yeah, we need to um, seriously observe the situation because um, you can imagine that uh, that if Poland open our borders for Ukrainian grains, uh, our mm, farmers, our companies collapsed. So uh, we are before the election. Uh, so this is a very tense moment. And we're thinking and we're asking the European Commission why they would like open our, our borders, Polish borders, before the election, yes, for Ukrainian grain. Uh, we are open for the transit. And uh, this Ukrainian grain can, can go to, to, to Berlin, to Paris, to Stuttgart, Frankfurt. And uh, we, we don't block our, our borders. 
uh, for the transit. The transit is, is open for the uh, Ukrainian grain, but we need to protect our economy. I think this is, is obvious. You mentioned that there's an election coming up in Poland next month, I think on the 15th of October, but also there is several referendums in Poland. And one of these is on illegal migration and quotas from the European Union. Do you think that Poles will vote to, um, to end those quotas or to prevent those quotas from happening? Yes, uh, because as you know, uh, before the war, uh, Lukashenko and Putin organized uh, transport illegal migrants uh, across Polish border fr- from, from Belarus. And we, we built a big fence, 200 kilometers fence. And about 10,000 Polish soldiers uh, protect this border because every day, every night, you have the about 100 uh, attempts to, to cross Polish border from the people from from uh, Africa and Asia country, and uh, this is very dangerous because this uh, migration is orchestrated by by Lukashenko and Putin, and they they would like to um, attack. Polish borders, and probably uh, there is a there will be a lot of uh, attempts to to prepare or create um, some kind of terrorist attack or something like that. So we need to protect our border, and, and people, people, Polish people understand that that this is for our security, uh, for 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 the security of Polish families and especially children. And when the war started, uh, Polish people uh, scared the situation. And uh, now for, for Polish society, the most important issue, this is the security, security, sec- security of our border. And when, when we observe this horrible scene from, from Paris, uh, from Sweden, when we see the terrorist attack um, committed by, by migrant, migrants, uh, so many Polish people thinking that we, we should protect our borders and uh, we, 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 we couldn't agree for the European uh, decision that they will be relocated migrants between countries, yes? So this is, this is the, our, mm, the most important uh, issue for, for Poland, for Polish uh, people, security. Internal setu- security and external security. So on these quotas from the European Commission of migrants throughout Europe, do you think that Britain should adopt these quotas, as some have been suggesting, or would you say, actually, we should take the same route as Poland and say, no, we're not going to have these quotas for migrants? Yes, absolutely. We should protect our borders, yes. Uh, for me, this is obvious. This, this, uh, this migration process is orchestrated by, by Russia, by Putin, yes. They would like to destabilize our Western civilization, uh, Western countries. So. This is the this is the war, yes, and we should see that uh, the bigger context that um, Putin plan, Lukashenko plan, is to destabilize our our countries, our societies, um, and we sh- we should see that that this is this is the very big challenge for our governments and we should see the, the bigger context of this situation. But in terms of Britain accepting these quotas, do you think that, would you, would you warn against that from happening? Because obviously Poland is very much against the quotas, but some on the opposition party in the UK say, well, we should accept the quotas of migrants from the European Union. Would you, would you warn them against that and say that that's not a particularly good idea? This is the, the, the British government decision, yes, but uh, we should ask uh, which people will be 
uh, invited to Britain, yes? <laughs> uh, what these people will be doing here, yes? They will be, they will be working or... Um, so this is an open question, uh, invite these people, this is the, the first step, but the second step, uh, how these people will be, um, uh, what they will be working in, uh, in, in, in Britain, yes, or other countries. So you would be concerned about that for Poland in itself? You would be concerned about what they would be doing in Poland? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think this is the very dangerous situation for, for now and for the future, uh, for the future Europe. Earlier this year, British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and Italian Prime Minister Giorgio Maloney agreed on uh, an agreement to prevent illegal migration into Europe, and they agreed to work closely and cooperate to prevent illegal migration into Europe. Will Poland get involved within this agreement between Britain and Italy? And if it hasn't been involved in this agreement, why hasn't it been? I think uh, we should support our uh, Italian friends uh, because now they are. This is a frontline country, and we see this uh, horrible scene from the from the sea, from the Lampedusa island. And I think um, our response should be strong. Uh, in my opinion, uh, we should protect European borders and um, relocate these people to 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 these countries uh, who who send these people. Because this is the mm, this is the absolutely uh, orchestrated process by uh, criminal organization or Russia. So we sh we, sh we should see that, that this is this is the war. This is the war, and the migrants are uh, war instrument. So is Poland having those discussions with Italy and with Britain in terms of preventing illegal migration into Europe? Yeah, absolutely. We are open. We, we, we see Italy and Great Britain as a very important strategic partner for Poland and we need to cooperate how we can um, better protect our borders. So we are absolutely open for the cooperation. Are you concerned about Poland's demographic makeup in terms of mass migration? I think uh, we try to protect our border and um, and now this is not a problem for, po for Poland, yes. Uh, we don't have a, a mass migration in Poland, um, but we have a lot of Ukrainians and Belarusians, so we see that our um, demography is changing, yes, because probably we have two or three millions Ukrainians in Poland, so uh, we see this is a challenge for our political and, and, and system. Um, but we are open for the, um, for the people from Ukraine, for Belarus, uh, who would like to work in Poland, who would like to integrate with the Polish society. Um, and on the other hand, we, uh, we should see the... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That uh, we should be open for, for this kind of migration. But on the other hand, uh, we should protect our borders when we see that the migration process is orchestrated by, by um, criminal organization. You mentioned earlier fa- failures of migration in Paris and in Sweden, and you talked about terrorist attacks and things like that. Do you think that multiculturalism has been a failure when you look at countries like Britain, France, Sweden? As I mentioned before, we have a different history, yes? Poland have a different history, Britain have a different history, France and Sweden, yes. But uh, from my perspective, because Poland was occupied by Russia, and Poland was, was a closed country, and there was, a, there was no migration process. Now uh, we should be, um, we should see the consequences, um, the migration process when this process is um, w- without any barriers, yes. And we see the problems uh, in, in, Fran- in France, in France, in Sweden. Uh, I have a meeting with my colleagues, especially from these countries, and they 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 see that the migration creates a lot of problems for them. Uh, they see the the gangs, uh, crimes, uh, higher mm, uh, numbers of rapes and other other bad things in this country, so um, now we would like to be uh, more um, smart, yes, and you, you, we should see the, the, the consequences mm, uh, when the country open the border for, for everyone, yes. Many liberals in countries like Britain and America say that diversity is a strength, and they say that actually our society is far better because of all of these different cultures, cultures mixing together, like in a city like London, it's a very multicultural city, and they say, this has been a great success. Do you think that Poland should share in this success and uh, should be striving for diversity? This is a difficult question, yes, <laughs> because now it's, it's difficult to, um, to assess, but probably we, we, uh, we, um, this situation is... Um, uh, important for for the countries uh, which have a post-colonial history and they have a uh, more diversified uh, society than, than Poland. Uh, bef- before the war, uh, Poland was a multicultural and multi-religious country, uh, like now uh, Germany or France or Britain. Uh, but after the war, um, uh, we have a uh, only mm, generally only poles in, in Poland. So now we see that the, mm, the differences between our society and, and the Western society, uh, we, we see uh, good and bad things. Yes. So this is, I think, this is the decision every society and every government in in, the, in these countries. 
But when you look at the diversity in France or Britain or Germany, do you think, oh, I'm very jealous of this diversity? I think Poland, we must strive for this. Or do you think, actually, I think we're quite happy with how it is in Poland? Oh, this is a, I think, um, difficult question. Uh, we see uh, good things and bad things, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, some in Britain have raised concerns that Poland's GDP per capita will uh, increase to be larger than that of Britain's by 2030. And they say Britain um, is on the decline in Europe and Poland is very much uh, on the rise in terms of its economy. You're investing in your military. Do you think that those cons- those c- we should be concerned about that in Britain or should we be welcoming this new Polish age of Europe? I think uh, yeah, Poland's a good uh, developing country, and but we see Great Britain as a strategic and strong allies. Uh, millions Polish uh, people, Polish diaspora contributed to your economy. And uh, I think this is a good for your country and for our country. And I will be happy if I will be see uh, Great Britain and, and Poland as, a, as a, the biggest economy in Europe, yes, but together, together. <laughs> as you say, millions of Polish people came to Britain after 2004 when the Poland joined the European Union and they were able to come here via free movement of people. And now there are some Conservatives in the UK who look to Polish society and they say, well, actually, Poland's economy is growing, they have low crime, the standard of living is increasing, and maybe we should go over to Poland and we should become a, a Polish, uh, a, a British expat in Poland and immigrate to Poland, particularly because of Poland's traditional Conservative values. And when you compare that to Britain and to many countries in the West, it's a huge difference. Would you welcome very m- uh, all of these conservative people from Britain coming to Poland? Yes, I, invi- I invite all Brits, and <laughs> I know that uh, we have a lot of flights between London and Krakow, London and Warsaw, and every weekend I, I see hundreds of Brits, uh, uh, they spend a uh, very... Even in Krakow, you, yes, you like <laughs> <from> there. <laughs> in Krakow, they spend uh, uh, probably the good uh, weekend in Krakow, they are happy. So we are invite uh, British people and um, we are friends, we are allies and I think Poland and, and Polish people and uh, British people have a very good friendship relationship so we are absolutely open for your, um, uh, for your trip to, to Poland, to Kraków, Warsaw, Wrocław and, and Polish mountains. But do you understand why some conservative Brits, British people, want to move to Poland permanently because they see in Britain an excessive liberalism or excessive wokeism? Yeah, as I said before, uh, uh, I think our mentality was created by our history, yes. So this is the reason uh, why we protect our, our values, conservative values, and um, we are open for the cooperation with the British government, British society, but we, we, we need to understand that Britain has a different history than Poland, a post-colonial history. And now probably uh, your country uh, pay, um, pay for this, for this, for this Im- imperialistic uh, policy, yes? But if we, look at, if we put politics to one side and we look at the culture, and in, in Britain we have many debates around, let's say, transgenderism, gender ideology, excessive LGBT 
propaganda in some people's eyes. If you look at education, for example, there are lots of issues of children being taught very controversial things within our own civil service and within um, government departments. People are pushing very controversial ideas about gender, that there are more than two genders, that transgenderism um, is basically spreading as an ideology within Britain. And also there's something called critical race theory, which is about um, where, where one might rank different races and instead of focusing on people's merits, they instead focus on their identity. This is identity politics at work. Whereas in Poland, perhaps things are different. Do you see this so-called wokeism and these gender ideology and all of the things I've mentioned spreading to Poland? Is it coming from the West to the East? Yes, we see that there is a lot of attempts to spread this ideology to the Poland and uh, we, we see that. Uh, and, uh, and we try to protect especially our children, our youth, and uh, we try to protect our school because we're thinking that this is not a good for, the, for, the, for the, our families and we try to protect our, our model of life. And uh, this is a role for our government and for our local government. And I think generally Polish people uh, mm, support this, our uh, model of policy, model of life. And, and in my opinion, this is maybe five or 10% people uh, in Poland, especially from the biggest city who support this, this new liberal ide ideology. This is, so I think, in, in my opinion, this is a small uh, minority in Poland. Do you think that this liberal ideology, this what we call in the UK wokeism, I don't know if you have the same word in Poland. Um, the same, yeah. Do you think that that is a threat to Western civilization? Yes, absolutely. This is a threat. And um, we need to protect our, our models of life. Mm, and I think this is the, now this is the popular ideology on, on the West. But probably mm, for in the future, we'll see a different model of uh, ideology. So I think we need to protect our style, our model of life, uh, our model of life. And uh, I think because this is important for the future. I want to talk about American conservatives because a lot of conservative politicians and uh, thinkers and commentators in America have looked to Hungary, one of Poland's allies in Europe, of course, and Tucker Carlson, I'll give you one example, the Fox, ex-Fox News host, he went to Hungary recently and he interviewed Viktor Orban, the Prime Minister. And they very much see Hungary as a model, a conservative model in Europe. But they don't talk about Poland. Why is that? It's a, it's a question for, uh, for Tucker Carlson, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, mm, our conservative is, is um, it's a important part of our style of life um, and on the other hand we have uh, probably a lot of commons with Hungary but um, we see different our role especially Poland in the context of Ukraine so we see that the Russia is threats uh, and we understand for that for Polish interest we, we need to support Ukraine and we need to open for the Ukrainian needs. And we do everything what, what we can. And we spend probably a few percent our GDP for, for, for support Ukraine. And I see that uh, some American conservatives 
see Russia as a conservative country. But it's not true. Uh, this is the political theater, Putin's political theater, yes, because he would like to present uh, for, 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 for the West as a uh, protector of cons conservatism. But I think this is the, this is the political theater, yes. Putin tried to rebuild uh, Russia empire. It's a, it's a very dangerous policy for the, for, the, for the whole world. We see what's going on in Ukraine, earlier in Georgia, in Chechnya. Uh, so Putin is a war criminal. This is not a conservatist. And in this context, uh, we, mm, we have a, a disagreement with the Viktor Orban because uh, um, his, his government not criticized uh, Mm, the situation uh, w with Russia, and we see that there is a, a lot of uh, misunderstanding uh, between our countries in the context of, of Ukraine. So, um, conservatism is an important part of our policy, but on the other hand, we, we should see the bigger context. Uh, if this conservatism is uh, real or serious, or it's, it's a only political game and theater, yes. Viktor Orban, in that interview with Tucker Carlson, was very concerned about escalating the war. He was concerned about a, th a third world war, as he saw it, uh, about nuclear war. Do you share those concerns, or do you think that that is hyperbole? Uh, who started this war, yes? <laughs> Russia and Putin started this war, this brutal, illegal war. So. We need to uh, support uh, Ukraine, not Russia. And uh, if Russia and Putin uh, escalated threats, we should respond the same. We should support Ukraine military. Uh, we should organize a humanitarian support for, for these people. And uh, we should uh, remember that the Russia is a threat. And Russia started this legal war. And uh, I agree that this war is uh, brutal and it should be finished, but um, this war will be succeed for Putin if, if he take 20% uh, Ukrainian uh, territory. Would it not be better for the war to end now and to make concessions to Putin to stop the bloodshed in Europe, to stop the many thousands of Ukrainian, Ukrainian people who are dying, including civilians, would it not be better to come up with a compromise instead of continuing the war and continuing the bloodshed? We should understand that uh, Putin have a long strategy um, direction, and he see uh, this war in Ukraine as a as a, um, uh, element his strategy, his imperialist strategy, even that this war will be finished or frozen, he, he started this war again for, for after five or ten years, because uh, now he sees that the, United, uh, the West is united with Ukraine, but probably he will be waiting for, for the better time for Russia, and if the war will be frozen, he will attack again, because uh, this is the same this is his tactics, what he made uh, 10 years ago or 
o, in, in Chechnya, in Georgia, in 2014 in Ukraine when he mm, takes Crimea from, from Ukraine. So he tried to rebuild Russia empire and Ukraine is a very important mm, territory for Russia. And um, so in this context we, we need to understand that uh, this war in Ukraine is uh, very important for, for Europe, for the, for the peace in Europe. And on the other hand, when, when Ukraine potentially lost this war, uh, it will be threats for Europe in the future. One of the other arguments that American conservatives like Tucker Carlson make, and even Donald Trump, is that we must focus on America first. We must spend the money on American priorities, on the American people. America has given over $100 billion in military aid to Ukraine since the start of the war. Can you understand that concern from some American Republicans? And do you see an equivalent in Poland where, well, you're spending a lot of money on helping Ukraine, but actually maybe that money should be focused on Polish people? Yes, I, I can understand this, this argumentation, but on the other hand, if uh, Ukraine lost this war, this situation creates a lot of implication for the Europe and the whole, whole, whole global world, yes, because it shows that this um, policy is effective and it gives a power Putin to attack other countries, like Baltic countries or Poland or maybe others. So this situation mm, potentially creates a bigger problem for America um, than, than you have now. Are you looking to the American election next year with some concern over the election of Donald Trump and the ending of American aid to Ukraine? Yes, we uh, observe the, the situation in, in America. Uh, we see America is a, is a very important and crucial uh, partner for Poland. We have a very strong uh, political, uh, especially military um, links been with, with America and I hope that every government uh, in America um, uh, w will be understanding that the crucial uh, role of Poland in the center of, uh, in the center of Europe, especially as a, as a key uh, country on the eastern flank, flank of NATO. So um, our cooperation Poland and America cooperation is, is, a, is a crucial for the uh, European peace and probably for the global peace. Do you think that some countries in Europe have failed in their responsibility to invest in their militaries? I'm thinking about Germany in particular, where they haven't been spending that 2% of GDP on their military as per their NATO commitment says that they should. Obviously, I know that Poland is r rapidly increasing its commitments to um, their GDP on military spending, but do you think historically countries have failed to live up to those commitments and do you expect that Germany will now rectify the situation? Yeah, we are generally we, we are disappointed the German policy. Uh, maybe this is the reason that Germany have a buffer zone, yes, Poland, <laughs> and uh, they thinking that we protect uh, them, uh, but on the other hand, Probably, on the other hand, they, they didn't see Russia as a, as a threat, yes. Maybe this is the reason uh, why um, they, they don't spend, um, they didn't spend 2% two, two their GDP for the military. But 
we should see that the European Union is, uh, is uh, important for, for the uh, country, as Poland and other countries, because it gives us uh, not only uh, economic security, but generally security for, for our countries and for, for our societies. So uh, we, we need to call German government to, uh, to be responsible and to contribute um, uh, to, um, uh, to, to the European security. Do you support Emmanuel Macron's plan to create a tiered European Union? So he talked about last year creating an outer Europe with countries like Britain and a sort of inner Europe where there's more cooperation. Do you think that that plan is interesting? Have you talked to the French about this? Yes, we have the contact with the French. Uh, we know that we have uh, um, European Union uh, is, is divided between Eastern countries and Western countries, but I think we are stronger that we are together. Yes, uh, Paris, Berlin, Warsaw, uh, Roma, and other countries. Uh, when we when we will find a, a good model of cooperation together, we are stronger. Especially when we have a, a lot of challenges from from China, uh, from the mm, uh, from the mm, from from. In, in this in this time, so I think uh, we should cooperate, and we should uh, find a good model of cooperation between all biggest European countries from the east and from the west. I want to talk a bit about Polish history and uh, British history and how they're linked together. Do you think that Poles have a strong memory of Britain as an ally in terms of our history and cooperation in the Second World War, for example? And you could even go back further than that. Or do you think, I know that I've spoken to many Poles who say, well, you abandoned us in the Second World War, Churchill let Stalin take over uh, Poland. Do you think there's still those tensions there, or how do you view that relationship? Yeah, we, uh, uh, we remember good and, and bad things, yes. Uh, and um, so now we decided to be more effective, yes. We, we understand that our country need to be strong our army need to be strong so this is this is uh, the reason why we're building uh, probably the biggest army in Europe yes uh, we, we would like to build a uh, 300,000 um, uh, army mm, so and we, we have a lot of um, contracts with the Korea United States Britain uh, we spent a lot of money mm, because we would like to build uh, a, a strong um, military services in Poland and uh, but in the presence we see Great Britain as a as a very important partner, very important partner because we remember uh, that the uh, when the when the hybrid uh, war uh, in, in Polish border started, um, uh, Boris Johnson government sent to to Poland uh, support, engineers and materials, and uh, we we have a very good cooperation. And uh, before the war, um, uh, British government sent a lot of weapons uh, to, to Ukraine. So we see now uh, Great Britain as a very, very crucial uh, European partner for our security. As I mentioned in the start of our, mm, uh, uh, our, our interview, um, after the war, uh, Poland, Great Britain, United States, Scandinavian countries, we are like-minded countries. We see the, the European threats, we see probably 
on the um, uh, real, realistic context uh, Russia. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's absolutely good ground to, to build uh, the best cooperation uh, between Poland and Britain, especially because we have a big Polish diaspora in, in Britain. So this is our contribution to your economy. But I think you, uh, your society, your government, better, you, you can better understand Polish mentality, yes? Polish history, and you may, maybe you better um, understand our historical and political context. So Poland feels that it needs to be more independent and not rely on allies to protect itself in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, as you know our history, 1st September, uh, mm, uh, when the war started, Second World War started, uh, w w Poland was abandoned and uh, Poland uh, was occupied by Russia and Germany. And now we we remember this history, and we uh, we would like to make a more effective and better policy than our our grandfathers. Yes. Thank you very much, Minister, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this show and are interested in hearing more episodes like it, please follow this podcast and drop us a review. If you have any suggestions of people you would like to be interviewed, you can let us know via the Apple Podcasts app. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.